Amen. Beautiful. Yeah, you know, it's uh, 27 years of, uh, of it's, it really is God's story. And, uh, you know, I had this understanding because, you know, we, we all kind of think we're the star of our story. But, uh, but when, when you start to realize that Jesus is, and I don't mean this in kind of a religious cliche way, but Jesus is the star of, of the story. And eventually, all of history is going to point to the fact that Jesus is the star of the story. And when we start to realize that he is the star of our story and we're just the supporting cast, uh, our, actually, our lives get better because of that. And so, you know, when I think of the story that God has written for our church and, you know, part of it, you, you know, you feel like it's, it's, it's all up to you. And, uh, and then there's other times where you realize it has nothing to do with you whatsoever. And I think one of the reasons we love to share our story is because it, uh, it points to the faithfulness of God uh, on the days that we felt amazingly strong, and then on the days where we felt amazingly weak. And as you can imagine, over 27 years, we've had both of those days uh, more than one time. But uh, God's, God's faithfulness, as we look back on it, is so great. Suzette said it in the video. But uh, if, if God was that faithful then, He's going to keep being faithful now and being faithful for the future. So uh, just thrilled to, to, to be in Asheville for 27 years and looking forward to the future. I hope you understand this. I think you get this. Uh, we look back and go, thank you, Jesus. But we're looking ahead with thank you, Jesus, as much as we're looking back. So we're pretty excited about the future. And, and our, our, our church really is uh, a story of God's grace and goodness and favor. And I've spent the last five weeks uh, talking about good things and about how God is a good God who loves to do good things for his children. And I, and I hope that that kind of thinking about our God has, uh, is becoming more and more cemented into the foundation of how you view God, how you view your relationship with God, how you view his character and his disposition toward you is that God is a good God. Our God is a good God, and he loves to do good things for his children and understanding that the goodness of God is permanent. The goodness of God is greater. Uh, even though I might be having a difficult day or a difficult experience at the moment, you can always know that God's goodness never changes. It's an always thing. And so you can know that favor is forever. If you're not feeling it today, tomorrow is a new day. Tomorrow is a fresh day, and you can know the, the favor of God. So kind of the launch point scripture for all of this has been James 1, verse 17. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Every good thing, God, good things come from God. And 
and he is always wanting to do good things, and he doesn't change. He doesn't, he doesn't ever have a bad day. He doesn't ever have a bad mood. He doesn't change the, his love for you. He always has good things in his mind, and I love understanding that the goodness of God toward me, the goodness of God towards you originates in the grace of God. It doesn't originate in how good I am. It originates in how good he is. And just like a great father, God is looking at us and saying, I, I want to do good things in your life. You are not going to change my disposition toward you. Even when you were yet a sinner, the Bible says, God demonstrated his love for us in sending his son to die in our place. So surely God has good things in his mind for you. And you got to get that clear. You got to get that right. That the God who is in control of everything has good in his heart for you, especially when you're going through a difficult season, to know that there is a forever favor. And that's what his goodness at work in our life is called. It's called favor. Everybody say favor. Favor is what the goodness of God looks like in our life. And I want to give you a few scriptures that uh, I hope that you would jot down even the reference to them and just meditate and pray them and get them into the way that your operating system goes in life. But Psalm 5 verse 12 says, Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. That's a good verse. Psalm 30, verse 4 and 5, sing the praises of the Lord, you his faithful people, praise his holy name, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. The dominant flow of God toward your life is favor. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Psalm 30, verse 7 says, O Lord, by your favor, you've made my mountain to stand strong. Psalm 90, verse 17, let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and confirm for us the work of our hands. Yes, confirm the work of our hands. So you can know that when God's favor is on your life, the work of your hands can be blessed. Even Jesus relied on the favor of God to fulfill his calling. Jesus came to this earth, gave up his divinity to live as a man in the power of the Holy Spirit. And Luke 2 verse 52 says, Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and in favor with man. God is a God of favor. He desires to pour favor onto your life. Guess what? You don't deserve it. Guess what? He wants to do it anyway. Favor is when God blesses the work of your hands. Favor is when your relationships start to go well. Favor is when people look on you with favor. Favor is when life starts to work for you. Favor is when things start to go your way. That's what God wants to do in our life. People, when favor is on your life, people are drawn to you. 
When favor is on your life, resources are drawn to you. When favor is on your life, opportunities are drawn to you. And I just, I want us to get this because God's promise of favor is always on our life. You can always forecast favor for your future. Because God always has favor on his mind, in his heart, concerning you. If, you, if we could position our self, position our mind, our heart, our, our operating system on life to say, I'm on the lookout for the good things that God is doing in my life right now. That's what, that's what Thanksgiving is. That's what gratitude is. It's a locating your positives, and you certainly have some positives, and you could have the disposition that locates all the negatives in your life today, or you could have the disposition that locates all the positives. All those positives are what God is doing in your life. And when you position yourself with this idea, I am living a life of favor because my God is a God who pours favor onto my life, you can live a life full of hope. You can live a life full of expectation. I can count on this. God doesn't change. No turning, no shifting shadow. I can live with this expectation. The favor of God is flowing toward me. I think now more than ever, we need to get a hold of this. We are not a people of doom and gloom. I don't care who wins on November 8th. I know who I voted for, but I don't care who wins because I know that God has favor on his heart and on his mind, not only for me, not only for you, not only on his church, but I believe God has favor on his mind for our country. And God is not limited, amen, God is not limited by who's sitting in the chair in Washington, D.C. to do what he wants to do in the earth. We are a people, you know, sometimes I think Church people, religious people can be the worst. Oh, the dooming. Oh, if she gets an office, it's over. Oh, if he gets an office, it's going to be terrible. I promise you, God still has a favor forecast on his mind, and God can break through anything and do whatever he wants to do. So we are not called to be a people full of doom and gloom. We are called to be a people of hope. And I want to encourage you to use your talk time, wherever that talk time is. If Your talk time on Facebook, your talk time in conversation, your talk time when you talk to yourself, forecast God's favor on your life. Do not let the daily news 
cloud the reality of God's goodness. Do not let CNN's slant on the world forecast how you view the future. Do not let your own personal news forecast your future. I remember several years ago, Suzette and I had gone to Tacoma for a church leadership conference, and uh, our hotel room, looking out the window, uh, was, I took a picture of Mount Rainier. It is, it, Mount Rainier is amazing. It is massive. It, it, it just, it, it towers over the landscape of the whole Seattle, Tacoma, Northwest area. And it is on a clear day. This is, it's just impressive. And you look at it and it's just, it's a wow. I mean, you know how a picture is not, it's just a picture. When you're looking at it out of our, out of our hotel room, this is what it looked like. The very next day, I took a picture out of the same window that looked like this. I just want to announce to you that Mount Rainier is still there. (laughs) And just because there's some clouds that are blocking your vision, it does not mean that Mount Rainier has gone away. (laughs) Then there might be some clouds on the horizon of your life But I want you to know that the goodness of God stands bigger and stronger than Mount Rainier ever hoped to stand. And you can count on the favor of God. Eventually, the clouds will part and you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. All of us have a prophetic voice. We have have the ability to speak out into our life, into our future. And I'm just urging you to use your words to prophesy, to forecast favor. Regardless of the weather, just remember, God's goodness is always there. So I'm going to give you, just real quickly, uh, eight favor dynamics. That is going to be the fastest I've ever gone through eight points in my life. It's about to happen right here today. Number one is this. Remember that favor flows to people through people. Most often, the favor of God shows up by God flowing his favor through people to you. The Bible says Jesus grew in favor with God and men. To succeed in God's calling on your life, you need favor with God and with man. And I want to remind us of this because you got to understand that you cannot just have a Jesus in me as all that matters kind of lifestyle you got to understand that God connects you to people. People connections are vital to your success. Your destiny is found in your connections. I mean, literally, you are one person away 
from your next level. One day of favor with the right person could open a door that a hundred days of working hard could ever open. You remember the story of Joseph in the Old Testament. Joseph had been brought into captivity, but yet he caught the eye of Potiphar. Potiphar saw him and looked on him with favor. Potiphar was the manager under Pharaoh of the entire Egyptian kingdom. And look at, look at this description of the favor of God on Joseph and how it connected him to Potiphar. Genesis 39, verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph, so he became a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. His master saw that the Lord was with him, and the Lord caused all that he did to prosper in his hand. You still serve that same God. I hope you know that. So Joseph found favor. Everybody say favor. Joseph found favor in Potiphar's sight and became his personal servant, and he made him overseer of his house, and all that he owned he put in his charge. It came about that from the time Potiphar made Joseph overseer in his house and over all that he owned, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house on account of Joseph. Thus the Lord's blessing was upon all that he owned in the house and in the field. In other words, Joseph caught the eye of Potiphar, and he had favor in his sight. And not only was, was Potiphar a, an open door for Joseph to rise in leadership, but Joseph was an open door for the favor of God to get into Potiphar's life and to bless every. That happened. Favor flows through people. Second favor dynamic is this. You got to honor up, honor down, honor all around. We live in a world that does not like to honor up. There are people that, that could even struggle today with the fact that somehow Suzette and I would be celebrated for laying our life down for 27 years because our culture is all about pulling leaders down. We, we love to pull down the president. We love to pull down anybody who's running for the president. We love to pull down every leader, on and on. But I just want you to know that God's kingdom is a kingdom that's full of honor. And honoring up, honoring down, honoring all around is vital. That is the culture of the kingdom of God. And Favor flows through honor because if you're not honoring the favor that's on that person will never get to you. But I want to say to you, listen to this very carefully. Don't just be enamored with successful people. Don't just be enamored with people who you feel like, well, let's see, favor flows through connection, so i got to get connected to the right people. No, 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 no. Don't honor everybody. Honor every waiter and waitress that ever comes into your world. Honor everybody that works around you. Relational connections certainly open doors for sure, but I just, I just want to encourage you to seek out honoring people all around you, honor up, honor down, all around, because God is the source of favor. People are just the channel that he pours it into our life. Thank you for that kind of interesting little clap session there. I do appreciate, though. 
Favorite dynamic number three is relax. God knows what you need. You got to know that you're not having to talk him into favor. You got to know that you gotta, you're not talking him, him into loving you and wanting to bless you and wanting to do good things in your life. And you got to learn how to let the game come to you. Now, listen, let me just say this to some of you. I love you, but I just want to say this. You got to have confidence that God's favor will bring about God's purpose in God's time. Do not manipulate people. Do not, do not manipulate the circumstances around you because God's favor is what you need. You don't want to get all hung up in this manipulating people around you, manipulating circumstances. Relax and let the game come to you. Amen. Favorite dynamic number four, I got to move, we're going to run out of time, is this. Somebody else's favor is not your favor. So don't ever be envious of somebody else's favor. That's easy to preach. It's hard to live. Don't be jealous of other people's blessings. Come on, you know that you've looked at somebody else and seen the favor on their life and gone, you got to be kidding. <laughs> But you got to learn <laughs> that it's okay to celebrate with people who are blessed and rejoice with them because God has favor that has your name on it. Your favor is not somebody else's favor. You will get your slice of favor. God knows how to get it to you. Favorite dynamic number five is this. You got to seek the success of others. If favor flows through people, you are the favorite conduit for somebody. You are the favorite connection for somebody. Don't compete with the people you're supposed to be cooperating with. Don't compete with the people you're supposed to be collaborating with. Some people forget about this and they are butting heads at home when God called you to celebrate the success of each other. Some people butt heads at work and they're not seeking for the success of others. Don't worry about favor coming to them. Celebrate the success of other people. Come on, I think, I think one way you could help your mind in this one is if you look at somebody else and you go, I cannot believe how good things are going for them. If God could bless somebody that stupid, <laughs> then God could bless me. Come on, I'm just help you with your thinking a little bit. Right? Favorite dynamic number six is people who oppose you can't stop God's favor. Amen. Don't worry about them. They, they can't thwart God's plan for your life. 27 years 
It's hard for me to believe, but there's actually people that have not liked our church. Haters going to hate. And there's actually been people that haven't liked me. I know, it's hard to believe, isn't it? <laughs> so hard to believe. But here's what, I, here's what I discovered. My future is not in your hands. My future is in God's hands. And when he's decided, when he's decided that favor is my future, there is nothing you can do to mess up my future. And even though people may seem like they're trying to mess up your future, you got to know this. God is looking out for you. Other people don't decide your future. God does. Come on. So, so I know it's, this is another one. It's not easy, and it's, you know, it's easy to preach it in three minutes, but when, when there's haters out there, don't get upset about people who are not pulling for you because they are not holding your future. Number seven, favorite dynamic is this. Stay connected to your God-assigned connections because you will get the favor that is on their life. Here's what I think can happen to us. We can let familiarity breed contempt because we're around our God-assigned connection. I can tell you right now, these guys that have been on my staff for 8, 10, 12, been around our church 19 years, they've seen a little bit of humanity out of their pastor. And it'd be easy for them to get contempt and forget that their pastor's humanity doesn't negate the favor of God. Because let me just remind you, we're all stupid. <laughs> we all have feet of clay that come up to our armpits. All of us are counting on the grace of God to get the favor of God in our life. So don't let the humanity of the people who are around you ruin the connection that God wants you to have with them because all of us have favor by the grace of God. Can I remember the story of Jonathan and David in the Old Testament? Jonathan was Saul's son, was rightfully in line to be the next king. He could have been full of jealousy towards David, but he saw the favor of God on David, and instead of getting caught up in strife and jealousy and saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, you're taking my spot, he flowed with God's favor that was on David and stayed connected to his God-assigned connections. And then the last destiny, or I'm sorry, favorite dynamic is this, the ways of God are the path to the favor of God. Favor is not magic. Exodus 33, verse 13, Moses praying, he says, therefore I pray you, if I have found favor in your sight, look at this, let me know your ways so that I may know you. When you figure out somebody's ways, you figure them out. 
Let me know your ways that I might know you, that I may find favor in your sight. If you learn the ways of God, you learn the path to the favor of God. Ryan's up here teaching us a little earlier how you give first and then get your harvest. If you learn that about that's how God works, you walk in the favor of a greater future because you sowed a great seed today. If you learn that faith pleases God, because a lot of people don't, still don't get this, God loves believing, not behaving. And they think Christianity is all about behaving. And I'm not for bad behaving, but all I know is the right believing creates the right behaving. And sometimes the right behaving can mask some pretty stinky stuff underneath. But if you learn the ways of God, you can walk in the path of favor. If you learn that God loves integrity in the little things, God loves you just to go ahead and be honest with yourself, with your life. If you learn that God loves that and that doesn't bother God, you have issues in your life, it's not like he goes, oops, if I would have known that. I'm just saying, you start to learn the ways of God, then you start to learn the path to the favor of God. This was, day, this was Moses' prayer. Let me know your ways so that I would know you. Let me know your manner of doing things. Because these are not just principles that are divorced from the person of God. The ways of God are key insights into how God is, his character, his personality. I'll spend five weeks. I could spend five more weeks. I could spend 10 more weeks talking about the goodness of God. And I may again. But here's, here's what I want for you. This is what I know about us. You, sometimes you get it the first time. Sometimes you get it the second time. Sometimes it takes 10 until we finally get it. Here's what I want for, for every one of us. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, and he grew in favor with God. He grew in favor with man. Anybody up for growing in favor? Growing. Because the truth is, you need the favor of God on your life, not just for you, but, but for everybody around you. You need the favor of God. Amen. You need the favor of God on your life for the purpose of God. Because you could not fulfill the purpose of God for your life without his favor on you. There is a fullness of God's favor that is tailor-made just for you. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes for a moment. I want you to pray prayers like this. God, put me in the right place at the right time with the right people so that your purpose would be accomplished in me and your kingdom would be established in me and through me. 
I want to take a moment to pray today. When your life is in God's hands, you can expect a lifetime of favor. And it may be that you are here today and you know in your heart of hearts, your life is not really in God's hands. Maybe you've never submitted your heart to the Lordship of Jesus. I would love to pray with you today. Maybe you're here today and you used to be close to God, but you know you're not where you used to be, where you want to be, where you could be, where you know you should be today in your relationship with Him. Maybe you just feel unsure about where you stand with God. I want us to pray together. This is not a call for you to get your act together. This is a call for you to surrender, to say, Jesus, I want my life in your hands. I want you to be my Lord. If you've never given your life to Jesus, if you've fallen away from him at any level, if you just feel unsure about where you stand and you say, Pastor, would you include me in that prayer? I, I, want, I want to be strong in my relationship with God. Just lift your hand right now all over this room. Say, that's me. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to come back. Thank you. All over the room. Just hold your hands up just for a moment. Let me just see. All over the room. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else that just says, yeah, not a call to get your, get your act together, a call to surrender. God will help you get your act together. Right now, we're just surrendering to the love of God. Father, I pray for every person this morning that has lifted their hand to you. I'm praying for help from heaven that allows them to move in to a real and meaningful relationship with Jesus. I want everybody to pray this prayer out loud with me. This is for everybody that lifted their hand, but I'd love for us all to say these words together. Everybody say, Lord Jesus, I open my life to you, to your love, to your lordship. I need you. I want you in my world. I know I've sinned. I come to the cross where you paid the price so I could be forgiven. I surrender my life to you. Help me become the person you created me to be. Amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord. Amen.